If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Potential for escalation is still very powerful on the Russian side. I had a conversation with a couple of European diplomats this weekend. There are real concerns that they use one and possibly two tactical nuclear weapons in the course of the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. within Ukraine, specifically targeted at those military supply lines. And part of the reason he'd be willing to go there, according to the New York Times in their article yesterday, some military institute that studies these sorts of things said we're at a bloody stalemate. He's ru- his country is ruined financially, and it is not coming back as long as he's the leader of it. Not a chance. So he's backed into a corner. He is the wounded animal in a corner. Let's discuss with Major Mike Lyons, a retired from the United States military, where he served with distinction, respected analyst for a number of broadcast and cable networks. Mike, how are you, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. Great to be back. Uh, terrific. Hey, before we get to the question of tactical nukes, uh, can you describe for us uh, what you see as the situation in Ukraine? I mean, the it, it seems to be an all-out barbaric uh, slaughter, the likes of which we haven't seen in many, many generations. Uh, no question. And the Ukraine military has now resorted to guerrilla tactics. Um, the days of maneuver are over. The Russians are digging their tanks in in defensive positions, which are called the hasty defense. Um, the Ukraine military is deploying small units of eight to ten individuals. Uh, they're loaded with javelins and stingers and all kinds of things and creating havoc in guerrilla warfare style. Um, it's completely a stalemate on the ground conventionally. It just goes to show you that um, you know the military is an extension of foreign policy looking to accomplish aims that diplomacy couldn't, but at this point it doesn't look like that's happening. And so there's not much more I, I don't think the military can do on the ground conventionally. It just happens what comes from the air and what the strategic weapons are going to do, and it's going to continue to be a, a, a pounding situation. Right now I think the Ukraine military is going to go after artillery units, um, those local units that can affect the situation, but they don't have a lot of say in what comes from the sky. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Is there anything they can do about those missiles that come in and take out the schools or apartment buildings or a, a mall today in Kiev? Is there any weapon that we can give them or anything to do anything about that? So they're trying. There's That's where those SA-300s or the Patriot missiles can do that. And and uh, it's uh, the, they're deploying the hypersonic missiles, which are much more difficult for us to intercept them. But it's still very difficult to shoot a missile out of the sky. Um, it's kind of hitting a bullet that's going very fast, and those hypersonic missiles go to speed us down. So it's, it's very difficult to do that. Now, the question is, it's, they have some SA-300s there. They have been deployed. It's the reason why the airspace is still contested over Ukraine. However, I don't know how we're going to get more in. And, and those, you know, they just don't, you, know, you just can't roll them across the border and all those systems also come with radar equipment and fire direction centers and crews 
and and they have to be deployed as well. The worst possible thing happens is if the Ukraine military gets some of this equipment, like let's say a U.S. Patriot missile battery, for example, and not sure how it goes, they could potentially shoot a Ukraine aircraft out of the sky. So it is um, th- these are strategic, challenging, crew-served weapons that are just not easy to, to get into country right now. So on the clip that we played just a little bit ago, the idea of Putin using one to two tactical nukes over the next couple of weeks. What the heck is a tactical nuke? What would it do if he used one? And what do you think the reaction of NATO or the United States would be? So a tactical nuke is defined by its delivery mechanism. And in this case, it would be likely an artillery round um, that is approximately anywhere from 20 to 25 miles away. And uh, it has a a low kiloton yieldage uh, that, that doesn't, replicate anything that we saw, for example, in Hiroshima or, or, or the like, but it could cause enough damage where it, um, you know, it, 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 it multiplies the impact of a, a normal artillery battery. So uh, plus it leaves uh, radiation, it leaves that there's, uh, you know, the cloud that goes with it. There, there's, it, it is a high bang for your buck type weapon system. We have tactical nukes on our side as well. Um, we deploy them. It's something I was in charge of when I was in the military. Um, full-time, and it, 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 uh, they're highly effective, and they're used in most cases in the defense to, to kind of stop an enemy from coming through something. Now, to use them offensively is um, something that we don't we would do doctrinally, but if they're going to do it, it, all they'll do is cause tremendous destruction, because anything within, you know, let's say five square miles, six square miles, maybe up to even ten square miles, will be completely obliterated. Really? Anything within 10 square miles would be completely obliterated? Wow. Well, it, it certainly seems to us that Putin has shown zero hesitation to slaughter civilian populations. Are we just being naive about the way most warfare unfolds, or is this particularly callous? I, I think this is warfare, and this is just something we haven't seen since World War II, because the world has been peaceful since then. And, um, and in some ways, it's still happening only on a regional scale. It's not uh, we don't see millions of people killed yet uh, at this point. I know I'm trying to keep this in perspective, but, you know, Russia is a country that lost 20 million people during World War Two. And, and so we just we're not used to it. We're not used to seeing it. And it's unfolding on television every night. It's unfolding in TikTok videos. It's unfolding out there. Uh, and it's obviously very personalized to, to a lot of us. But this is the the capabilities that these sides have have and they can do um but i don't there's nothing i'm not sure still what we could do to stop it on the other side right now as well um we can't find vladimir putin we can't bomb him that there's an expression about you know bombing for example you can bomb it you can do everything you want but it's still at some point you have to hold it and russia's not going to be able to proving to be holding the ground in ukraine that they currently have so uh back to the tactical nukes thing the other question i had was what do you think the reaction would be by NATO if he if he crossed that line into using nukes? I still don't think that's the red line. The, okay. the red line remains the border. The red line's the border if, if he decides. So I think he's concerned about by accident shooting a cruise missile over across the border into those supply lines, into Poland, into Romania. I think that is the that's the red line. But inside of the sandbox of Ukraine right now, is as harsh as it sounds, um, NATO still will not respond because what what's the response? There's no there's nothing we can do that will deter him from doing that again. And it could also cause him to fire that same nuclear weapon 
across the border, then 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 what do you do? Now, if he decides to go after Poland, decides to go after Romania with a larger, you go to Warsaw. I mean, could you imagine firing a nuclear weapon at Warsaw? That's that's on the table. Then. Yikes. Major, my clients on the line. Mike, my final question anyway, uh, and I realize this is a little outside your 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 field, but um, some are encouraging President Biden on his trip to Poland to just go ahead, go next door, go see uh, Volodymyr Zelensky in Kiev, announce it in advance, say the American president's going to be in Kiev. How crazy an idea is that? Uh, it's crazy. It's on the it's 100 on the crazy meter. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I thought Ian Bremmer proposed that. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I can't. We, we please. The, the risk that would go with that is just not worth any potential reward. Um, you know, Joe Biden is not the springest of chickens to be in a situation where something had to happen and he has to move quickly. Let's say he's not doing it. So I no, that, that's not a good idea. I, I don't know. I, I you know, it's not. He's not the right guy. All the things are wrong. He's not the right guy. That's a really dangerous place. We got a really bad enemy. You do the math on that, and you double underlining. You say probability of success in that is is zero. So I, I, I think I, I saw that, and I was surprised. But I don't think it's a good yeah. Idea. I think one hundred on the crazy meter pretty much uh, summarized your view. Well said, uh, Major Mike Lyons. Mike, thank you so much for the analysis. Uh, let's uh, talk again soon. Great guys, thanks for having me. So thanks. so he's a military expert. That's what he knows as well as anybody uh, in America. That's why we talk to him on the media public opinion question though which is something i know more about i was watching msnbc this morning joe scarborough who has the ear of a lot of the democratic party in this country said there's no way americans and europeans put up with the use of nukes on the european continent and the politicians would be pushed so hard to react to that even even if so even if militarily as Mike Line said, what are you going to do? It's a bad idea. It's not a red line. Boy, I think public opinion-wise, whoa, I think it would be huge. Uh, I could explain to you why it shouldn't be, but, you know, at a certain point that doesn't matter. No, I don't think I it mean, does. <laughs> nuclear energy is an energy source, and those bombs are very, very different. The tactical nukes we're talking about are very, very different from a major nuclear weapon. Oh, yeah, but um, how about the idea of wiping out? Imagine what those videos look like. If it completely oh. obliterated 10 square miles... What the hell would those videos look like? Oh, my God. And the public opinion in the United States, I think, would, would run way toward we need to do more. Imagine what it would be in Europe. That same journalist you just heard, Katie Turo, and I've heard David Ignatius of the Washington Post talking about traveling around Europe. He said, you can't believe the fever pitch of support for Ukraine there is hmm. in Europe right now. Imagine if he uses a nuke. Well, and I wonder what those echoes would be in Beijing as well, as they're they're desperately and pathetically trying to defend the indefensible. And we have some of those clips, and they'll just make you squirm in your seat. But uh, can you imagine if if it got even more horrific and indefensible? What sort of recalculations might happen in Beijing? There is. I, a, I hope I never find out. I hope we don't find out any of this stuff. But it is not. Just, you know, wild talk radio speculation. This is absolutely on the table over the next couple of weeks. The fact that Putin decides to use a tactical nuke. Europe says, no, you're not. And, you know, we we don't make all the decisions in NATO. Uh, NATO decides we're responding to this full on. We're at war with Russia now. You do not use nukes that close to NATO countries. Mm-hmm. And it, we're at war with the well, biggest nuclear power in the world. 
you know, you make a good point. Radiation floats with the wind. So that is that is the red line. You have now, in effect, attacked Poland, for instance, or Romania or wherever. People yeah. who said previously or still say that the likelihood of this, you know, spreading toward the United States, I think I think they're being way too sanguine about the idea of a full on U.S. versus Russia war. I hope it doesn't happen. NATO versus Russia, please. Oh, OK. As an American, I'm mostly worried about the uh, the U.S. angle of it. Um, of course. I think I think if Putin uses a tactical nuke and. I mean, this is completely out of my hind end. I don't know what his thinking is, but I got to believe that that's like at least a 50-50 chance over the next couple of weeks. Given how backed into a corner he is, what are his other options? Well, th- this one wouldn't do him any good. I mean, in the long term. None in of fact, this, it would do enormous harm, but th- that's the this, problem. None of this is doing him right. any good. Right. Bombing that mall earlier today, killing who knows how many hundreds of people didn't do him any good. None of this is doing him any good. He's doomed. He might as well put a gun in his mouth today. He is over. Can we have a vote on that one, that proposal? I love that idea. Well, how many, you know, this is getting really, really grim, I realize, but it's a grim topic. How many times do you see the situation where it's usually a guy, you know, I'm taking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm angry at the boss, I'm angry at the family, whatever it is. They're going with me before I put the gun in my mouth. Happens mm-hmm. all the time. Putin might be that guy. He just is going to be nukes on a world stage. Well, yep. Grim is right. That's grim. But it completely, I think, 100% a real possibility. God dang it. These next couple of weeks are going to be dicey. But like you said earlier, there's, there's, no, there's no letting him out of the corner. You can't back down from the guy. No, but all you can do is, uh, to paraphrase Winston Churchill, is to face it and deal with it quickly. Don't turn your back because you will double the danger. Um, so, wow, we'll watch that. Now, on a more inspirational uh, note, uh, I don't know from David Beckham, the giant soccer star. I understand he could bend it. Uh, I wouldn't know him if he walked into the studio and kicked me with his super powerful soccer leg right in the junk. But he did something incredibly beautiful. Uh, this past week, I want to tell you about. Okay, fantastic. That's good stuff. I do need to talk about how my kid uh, did in that kid way. He, uh, he 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 was pretty damaging to me, you know, and then the way that kids are super honest. Oh, no. Not being too honest. Uh, too honest sometimes, yeah. Got that for you. A bunch of other stuff. And you can text us. Any thoughts on that conversation? Uh, 415-295-KFTC. KFTC. <laughs>